Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have the seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Just know that it will be all right. It will be all right. It will be all right. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Oh, oh, oh. It's the time join the morning show. <laughs> now nah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of different platforms like that, you know, and for Marsha's Plate, feeling really thankful for different platforms and being able to be more expressive and expressing individuality. Oh, what got you in your platform feels? <laughs> I don't know. Just I just had a deep conversation with my sister earlier. And um, it just made me feel very comfortable, like very grateful to be communicative. You know, I'm a Gemini. And, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we Don't nobody like Geminis. We found out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. <laughs> but nah. it's cool. But I just feel really grateful to be able to communicate, being able to have a voice still and to be for free. Mm, that <laughs> is true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I when like Okay, I'm not trying to throw shade. But when, had, when have you ever had to pay I'm just I'm just saying it's another thing we don't have to pay for. At least we don't have to like NDRE, we don't have to pay to laugh. That's true. Right, know. it's free. And yeah. the internet is free so far. Like you know, <laughs> yes. it's under attack every day. It <laughs> is. <laughs> they with net neutrality, they're trying to really wear it out. But why though? Uh, What's the purpose? They wanna have money. More control. Money, control, control and you know, censorship. Look at the NFL. I, ju- I just don't get it. Oh, well, I guess I do. It's control. That's, yeah. the, that's really the peak of it. Like, what do y'all think about that? What do y'all think about the NFL coming out and, like, literally, they're changing their policy to where, you know, I know they are a business, but they really are stifling somebody's ability to protest. They're contrad- to protest. And it basically stifling their constitutional rights saying you know you work for us you're under contract with us and you motherfuckers can't do this like this kneeling is making us look bad you're making us miss money so what what do y'all feel about that some it's always gonna be some type of whether it be company person or whatever that have a lot of power 
that don't like to see people be revolutionaries or, you know, try to go out of that norm that could possibly make them money or, you know, it's all it about money. It just makes me think of control. that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like it always is. <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of the narrative that I, I seen that on like social media people were comparing like when they would have the draft and people would they had to be a certain size and a certain look and they're all up on this stage and they mm-hmm. compared it to being uh, picked as a slave on the block on right the si- on the block of, and um, I was like that's interesting especially when you're implementing a rule to take away someone's power based on the way social the the way the society feels right now because they're all they're up in an uproar and this is it's, this it's is ruining this is against our flag and the feel of the way of America's is supposed to be but the lie the lie that it's against oh the flag yeah. the lie that it's against veterans the lie that it's against the anthem motherfucker we should be against the anthem slavery is in the language of the anthem y'all yeah. just don't sing that motherfucking part it's, first it's, of all so fuck y'all it's ruining the picture perfect entertainment industry type right. of thing you're exactly, ruining our entertainment that's what it, that's what it is it's part with of real things you're we're you're, you're distracting people from being distracted <laughs> thanks so, <laughs> all right so speaking of powerful people one of the things that i want to talk about today is pope francis fuck that girl <laughs> <laughs> fuck fuck all yes, 57 fuck of them. <laughs> so recently, so let me break it down to you. So recently, as a part of the fallout of Pope Francis's meeting with 34 Chilean bishops, many of whom had been accused or at least suspected of covering up cases of clerical ser- sexual abuse and destroying damning evidence and all of whom were offered their resignation. The survivors met with Francis in April. They continued to share their little bits and pieces of their encounter with the pontiff. One of the survivors, Juan Carlos, the Pope said to him, the Pope said to him, Carlos, the fact that you are gay doesn't matter. This is one of the victims of the sexually Mm. abused. (laughs) The fact that you are gay doesn't matter. God made you this way and loves you like this. And it doesn't matter to me. The Pope loves you like this. And, you know, you have to be happy with who you are. And that was sad. that would seem like it's really really nice, right? It does. Yeah. It would really seem like oh my so god. Lovely, that's that's why he is called the progressive pope and you know they was up in arms cuz he's open to the gays and oh my god. They here for it. This new pope is so progressive. I never thought that. I yeah. still don't think that shit cuz little <laughs> do we forget in 2016 Pope Francis, in front of his, the Vatican's bioethic advisory board called the Pontifical Academy for Life. <laughs> in front of them, he was taking up his criticism to so-called gender theory and the idea that people can choose their sex. He said that such advances in biomedical technology risk dismantling the source of energy that fuels the alliances between men and women and renders these people fertile. Blah, blah, blah. 
rather than <laughs> contrast the negative indifferences and interpret them better, he said they want to cancel out the differences altogether, proposing techniques and practices that render them irrelevant to human development and relations. How the fuck are we irrelevant to human development and relations? Because, girl, we are infertile. <laughs> We're g- doing these surgeries to get our balls taken out, to get our uteruses removed. And, you know, we don't have the ability to have babies. So we have no stake in the game when it comes to human development at all. Not only that. In layman terms, we're not making no motherfucking babies. Basically, we're not here for, we're basically here for no purpose. Is what is she saying? Basically. First of all, she needs to come back from the mid the mid age the that <laughs> primitive stage that she's thinking because bitch there's so many technology there's so many de- technologies that are for us that help us be fertile like if you don't want to keep your you know you don't want to keep your junk there's ways that you can go donate and keep your sperm or you can donate and keep your ovaries you'll have to pay a cute little coin but <laughs> that most yeah. of us can't afford right <laughs> <laughs> but it's possible yes it's possible and there are trans people with children oh. ding 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 also because there's trans people that don't transition ding 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 or they transition <laughs> and they still keep their parts so they can have children ding right. ding 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 <laughs> <laughs> Super ding ding ding. And there's trans people who are bisexual and who are straight and who are same sex loving. So they still can have the parts that make babies. Yep. With and have sex with the people ding, who ding, have ding, parts ding. that make babies with them. Ding yeah. fucking because ding. Ding oh. fucking ding. And you know, <laughs> there the are some that you know, just because they're on hormones, they can stop hormones and then and have children. Have children it's too. It's not making them when they decide. Yeah. They can do what they want to do. You know, right. it's so many choices. That we have in our life so we can do it. But the irony is that he said all of this stuff in the context of him going to Chile because of the fuck shit that the Catholic Church has been covering up for years all over the world. We know that they are the reason why (laughs) the world is fucked up. They are Christianity is fucked up. Yes, they, so. they have a horrible history of the world. <laughs> when we're talking about things, them conquering and colonization mm. and them being the root of a lot of fucking evils around the world, they are it. In the history, if you do the history of the Catholic Church, they are it. And they have a history of torturing and murdering over 80 million people to yeah. convert them to Christianity. Basically yes. taking Christianity as their own and using right. it as a weapon for I control. Weaponizing religion. Right. So back in the day, Spain and Portugal was on this fucking pissing contest with conquering um, lands. We're really all fucking Europe because that's what fucking Europeans do. Colonize shit and claim that it's theirs. (laughs) But what they were doing, okay, they were under a monarchy. And, you know, the monarchy and the church were ruling together. They were like a intertwined thing. So when it comes to conquering places you know that the the kings and the queens um took counsel from the church so the church was saying everything was all good well they were saying everything was all good when it comes to conquering muslim lands 
because they felt like Muslims, they knew Jesus, but they rejected them. They, they rejected him. So they was like, it's okay for us to go over here and fuck they shit up because they don't give a fuck. But they were getting flack about coming to the Americas and taking over the indigenous people's land because the indigenous people didn't know shit about Christ. So they didn't know anything about him. So they didn't just, they didn't, they were ignorant to the fact that Christ existed. So therefore, you know, they don't deserve to be wore out. So because they were getting this kind of flag and getting this kind of feedback in regards to them coming over there and doing them wrong, they created this, um, this proclamation called the require miento, which basically allowed them to come over to the Americas. This is the, the, the Vatican sent this to the Kings and the Queens of Portugal and, uh, and Spain and said, Hey, you guys can go over there and take these people motherfucking lane, but you got to give them a choice. You got to tell them either you're going to accept Roman Catholicism and follow our religion or <laughs> you die and or become slaves. <laughs> That's the choice that you have. If you don't take that choice, then, you know, we feel like this is okay for us to do. Then... Once they started getting a little bit more slack from other people, they kind of slowed down on enslaving the indigenous people and started upping the slavery of Africans. Because just like nowadays, people do not give a fuck about Africans. They give less of a fuck about Africans and give more of a fuck about other oppressed people. <laughs> so this is what they used to do. This is their history in regards to slavery and everything. But that's not the only history that we know that Roman Catholics have. We also have the history of them of fucking molesting little boys and little girls and sexually um, ruining people's lives. They have this history as well. So this myth of Pope Francis being this progressive person is not real. So he's telling this young gay victim of molestation under his rule that it's okay you're gay that's fine we accept you who you are and at the same time of him going to Chile going to a country to meet with popes who fucking were molesting women and little girls and little boys and doing inappropriate things and once again trying to and you guys helping them cover it up that like they've been doing this. So, for example, prior to the Boston Globe um, exposing in America what was going on in Boston, because the only reason why what happened to happen in Boston, then it was kind of this big old thing that happened where it Boston Globe did a did a story that exposed molestation in the church. So prior to that, their common practice, like common practice, okay was to move the Pope who was accused of molesting children to another place in the country. So instead of bringing them up on charges and wow. kicking them out, getting them to resign, they just move them somewhere else to victimize other children. So, of course, these children in Boston were mostly white children, okay? But we know, based on... Um, the studies and statistics, like I remember there's a book called Pushed Out by, is it Monique Norris or, no, it's Monique Morris. 
that was the name of the book. Monique Morris pushed out, and we talk, and she talks about little girls being pushed out of school based because people how they interact with them. We know that our children are seen kind of like as little adults. All the stereotypes that goes against black women as adults and black men as adults. Our children go through that too. Our teachers are scared of them. They want to say they're troublemakers. Oh, they're too loud. They too have too attitude. They're too much attitude, and they feisty. And so they push them out of school on bogus ass reasons. They could have a legitimate problem, and they're treating them like shit and pushing them out, pushing them out of school, and branding them as problem childs. So because we don't give a fuck about our, they don't give a fuck about it. Not we don't. Sounds they don't give a fuck about our children. So the same thing goes on with this Catholic Church stuff. In when Boston blew up, it was because the white children was crying and oh my God, we're being molested. Oh, and it was a lot of documentation. But the there was a whole church, a whole Catholic church in Huntsville, Alabama, St. Joseph's. They were molesting black victims. That's what you don't hear about, the black children that were being molested. You don't hear about that. Mm-mm. One of the victims, Dr. Keenan Colefield, wrote a letter to the Vatican and to the Archdiocese. And all they did was move the bishop. They just moved them because this was a normal practice for centuries to just move them. And one of the one of the statements that the Vatican says, one of the higher upper said, Why what's the problem with American the bishops in America where they can't control their courts and they can't control their media about this situation? <laughs> so instead of fixing the problem and what? getting rid of the fucking pedophiles, you worried about them controlling the media? Controlling so that you're not outed and they can't hold you against what you're doing against right. society. Like so let's people don't understand pay how people off. much that really changes someone's life as mm-hmm. an adult. Especially when you're when you, when you're using the context against trans people of, as far as we're inhuman. Not just that we're inhuman, when you're using the idea that we are undermining the structure of humanity when you're using that against us, really? You are t- undermining a whole fucking religion, motherfucker, that you're supposed to be converting people to. You're undermining the innocence of a child. You're undermining the safety of a church that is supposed to be safe for your flock by letting these men run rapid and molest women, molest children. And then you have the nerve. Uh, there was one in fucking um, Michigan, I think, that was fucking offering them $20,000 to pay them off instead of and, locking and them up. I wondered why I was tweeting that Met Gala. The past one was so triggering to Rihanna me. was so sickening. Because <laughs> That's nice. Fuck that. Outfit. Anyway, it was triggering. She fine, but fuck the outfit. But and people was like, "Why, why?" And I was just sending them YouTube videos and just send them stuff about the Roman Catholics back in the day, and they be like, "Oh shit." So, <laughs> but um, fuck. I feel like in my mind, I just, I just really don't understand. This is so common knowledge. It's so common in this particular religion, sector of religion, Mm -hmm. that you would think that people would do something about it since they so gung-ho about 
legislation around bathrooms when it comes to us and that we're so scary and you know they were really gung-ho about that but y'all not y'all letting these fucking bishops fucking molest little boys and it's still going on this is recent like, like are they even taking any type any of action all action? they do is cover it up burn documents the only reason why the boston globe was able to release the story is because it was so documented and they were able to get the courts to force them to give them to them without destroying them that's the uh, only reason it was happening in Ireland too. Like they've been doing this all over the country. This is not just a. Um, so is this like it's what it's what it sounds like from the outside looking in? If I heard this information, I didn't know anything about the popes and all the the religious beliefs and all that extra. I would think that basically this is something that's common in their practice and they know that this is something that they do and they're kind of giving it the green light they are that, that's what they're doing basically they saying oh let me put you um pat you on the wrist and just move you to another location so you can bless some little boys in this location there's a documentary um a bbc <laughs> scotland documentary a bbc <laughs> scotland we ain't even gonna go there <laughs> it's called bbc um scotland <laughs> they're um it's called The Sins of the Father, mm-hmm. and it talks about how a scandal broke out in Ireland with the priest there because it was extremely bad. Like, they, they, like the priests at their fucking, in their area, they would beat them. So that when they get to a certain age, they would beat them for like a year, okay? They would abuse them for like a year, and then once they abuse them for so long, they start being nice to them where they mentally like they would train them. They're breaking. They're breaking. They're breaking them. I'm going to beat you, beat you, beat you, beat you. And then being nice to you. And you so happy. I'm being nice to you that you think this is okay. But people wonder why people stray are straying away from religion, seeing how people have made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Advantage of like it. yeah basically they capitalize off of it they do all types of bullshit and try to change the whole like it's like you you're trying to speak for god but then i see too much hypocritical stuff going on so i'm not gonna be a part of that and then think about that context think about that you are this leader my mom and dad and if you're a little child my mom and dad sent me to this school so you are on a level of a teacher kind of think about how the teacher is an authority when you go to school right mm. so you go to there then i got the added layer of you not only are a teacher um thing you are a you are this holier than thou figure as a priest that's been ordained by god and you got i gotta come confess to you my sins so i might feel because you've been fucking me in my fucking ass you i'm feeling kind of (laughs) gay so now i gotta confess my sins to the person who's been molesting me oh my god you see think this is literally what was happening in the documentary it was kind of crazy like i was like what Oh, so you watched it? Yeah. So I'm like, you like really? So th- they would, th- they wouldn't tell people, and then when the boys would tell, when the boys would tell, they would brand them as a troublemaker, instead yeah. of, and instead of them, they would say, oh no, he's just a troublemaker, lying, trying to cause trouble. It reminds me of my mother. Like I remember my mother would be telling people that she was being molested and people wouldn't do anything about it because everybody was trying to gaslight her saying that she was crazy and promiscuous and fast. Mm. 
You see what I'm saying? They was it, that's just what it was. And so rather than the, seeing that this is a child, this is a going child trauma. that's going through trauma, and because this is a, and then because this is a, um, a religious figure. Do you know how many people have told me about their pastor molesting them? That's so many people. It's like this is, and you can't, and you can't confront them because, you know, everybody ain't going to believe this pastor. I was one of them. I've never been molested by my pastor, but I told y'all my pastor tried to jack off in front of me. (sighs) And so my, my aunt literally said, we ain't going to tell nobody. Because ain't nobody, well, she knew nobody would believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew nobody would believe it. This is a prominent citywide pastor. Fighting this battle wouldn't have been worth it. You would have been gaslighted. You would have been mean to be the crazy, feisty, little gay, homosexual one. You would be the devil because so many people love him and care about him. Mm-hmm. It would be on some Cosby shit. Motherfuckers, right. oh no, they're trying to break down his legacy. I know. What the fuck? What? <laughs> a nine-year-old is trying right. to break down his legacy for what? Right. Like, you know, and this is, this is, it's crazy for somebody like him who has had this history of anti-trans rhetoric, um, transphobia to come out and, to, and be, oh, the gays, you were born this way. And the gays is like, oh, <laughs> our poop, our We get a pass poop. out. Oh. Meanwhile, he probably like let's find a way to get them in our church to get us some money to get us some money, monetize it, donate. That's just that's just <laughs> really all it is, and that's really all that's gonna that affects them. Like if if it's if it's a fuck, uh, affecting their money, mm-hmm. they like oh wait 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 wait, we gotta move this bishop. He's affecting my money. <laughs> but, but because our population is so mm-hmm. small, you could just say whatever the fuck. That's right. why they starting with us. That's why Trump and them is starting with us as far as our rights. They they, did, the they, they didn't win with the gays. <laughs> they didn't win. They got the marriage thing off. So we got to let them faggots get married. Damn. So we can Who get can we money. miss now? Oh, let's fuck with the trannies <laughs> trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right. And it almost makes you be like, is this a stir up just because? Just cause? Is it like some other motivation? Like to get money, like is it like they doing this on purpose to stir up? No, I think it's a counter movement. So I think that you know, like we recently we've had all of these things, these pro black things, these pro gay things, like this movement that's towards progression. Mm-hmm. There has to be an anti movement going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a group. Right. It may not be as big, but there has to be. Look, Trump is the is the evidence of that. There's an anti-movement against us happening as well. And so I think in all the sectors, it's either a little bit of progression is happening or a little bit of regression is happening. And it depends on what side you're on. Mm -hmm. So if you're on their side, then it's like, oh, this is progression for us. And then if you're on our side, we like, what? What the fuck Wait, is what Trump the, doing? What Trump? Fuck? Why? <laughs> Why can't we have rights in jail? Why can't we can't have medication and it's prescribed to us? What the like, fuck? Like, what's going on? Why we can't protest the anthem? Well, not protest the anthem. Protest during the anthem. I'm sorry. You can't. Protest during the anthem. It's oh, so many things. Yeah, it's so many things. <laughs> I remember when I've I've done that before. I would just pay the anthem dust when that because I used to play basketball right. in high school, and I used to just <laughs> I used to just pay it dust and like sometimes the coaches would get mad at me 
But what you got to understand is that <laughs> they didn't used to do the anthem in front of the NFL. True. The military paid for it. <laughs> so they True. can get their motherfucking recruitment up. It was a fucking advertisement. They paid for it to be there. It was not that fucking important. And it wouldn't be there if they weren't getting paid to do it. Exactly. And so <laughs> we're talking about capitalism. Right. We, you know, when we're talking about capitalism, the whole reason why they're doing this is because, you know, you know, it's affecting their money. You're stopping us from um, putting on our show, putting on our show and getting our coins. And we don't like the fact that you're kneeling through the anthem because our military has paid us tons of money for this show. And bitch, you're going to stand there, nigger. Stand there and make my (laughs) money, nigger, basically. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not you can donate as low as a dollar a month it doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please, do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. But that brings me to my topic. Um, My friend texts me. Um, she She listens to our podcast a lot. Shout out to her. She's a very sweetheart. Like a, she's a very sweetie. Oh, I don't, that didn't make sense, but she's sweet. <laughs> but she said you could talk about whether or not some black people are loud and proud and representing because it's trendy within our community, or do they really understand what they're representing and what it means? Like, are we buying shirts that say black and educated because it's cute and trendy and graduation pics, or are we understanding that being black and having a good education is an amazing thing? Like the quote-unquote, nah, Rosa Parks shirts, for example. Are we making a joke out of that? Like, if you Google the t-shirt, some of the websites will say, like, funny t-shirt. Are we capitalizing off of our own history and struggles, or are we truly trying to bring awareness? Is it wrong to capitalize off of this? So. it's <laughs> a lot of questions in one thing. <laughs> I think it can. Uh-oh. I think some people do see it as a trend, but not so much as a trend as they can relate to it. Mm-hmm. Like some people can relate to it, and it may not be their movement may not be as strong as others, but they may be like, "Oh yeah, this is for me, and I'm going to support it." And it is kind of funny at the same time, mm-hmm. but I'm not as strongly, you know, representing it as someone who's been affected like really hard by it, or in that regard. I think um, when you live in a capitalistic world, any kind of trend, somebody's going to try to make some money off of. Right. And I'm not mad at them because I'm black and I know how hard it is to come across the money. So if I get the perfect saying on a T-shirt and I can sell it, I'm going to sell it. Right. <laughs> right. But I don't I think that because 
that's just what it is. I think because we are in a world where money is really important and people have, especially on the internet nowadays, people learn that, you know, like when we talk about clickbait, they know if they put this specific title that it's going to, uh, why black women single today? They're go- we're going to click it. You know, the black feminist is going to come and click it. And like, what? Well, well, why? Uh, what? And then they're going to give all of this, this, all this bullshit ass article and da, 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 da. Or an article that is in agreement with our point and whatever. It's going to cause people to click it. And this is the monetization of, you know, like being woke or, you know, like that T-shirt. Like, nah, Rosa Park. It's funny because it's our language of a millennial in her context. Right. So um, it's funny, but they knew to put that on a shirt because it makes us this movement of Black Lives Matter and, you know, it gives us a connection to the history and the past, and it's something they can monetize. So I think it's something, I think it's two things going on. It's capitalism, of course. It's it's um, us being in this movement of being proud of ourselves, you know, proud of our history, learning our history, and wanting to show our black pride in this uptick of the movement, because it's always an up and down, you know, when it comes to the intensity of what, of, the black movement, because I know um, um, Alicia Garza, she says all the time when you listen to her speeches, she says, this is just an uptick of the movement. This is a continuation of that movement in the past. It's like we didn't create something new. Right. This People have been doing work and there, nothing stopped. Right. <laughs> this is just an uptick because it's been... You know, it's been in, it's heated. It's boiling over. All the negative, all the videos that's coming out, it's boiling over and it's hot right now. There was a low time. It got hot during um, Rodney King. It was a hot. Um, you get what I'm saying? It was just, it was so many, it's so many things that are, uh, it's an uptick now. So right. anytime there's a trend, of course people are going to try to make money from it. And I don't want to say that's a good thing or a bad thing. Sometimes I feel like we have mm-hmm. such a capitalistic mindset ourselves, not knowing how how much we've been conditioned. We kind of run and jump to the next trend, not realizing we could harm a lot of people and it could come off as mockery in a lot of situations. <clears throat> and I say that because my um, a lot of people know my sister and my brother-in-law are um, Rastafarians. And basically, I feel like the whole message of what's of what uh of what's trying to be said and what's trying to be lived um a lot has been turned into something different to where it's just kind of all about weed and all about Bob Marley and all about dreadlocks and then I would see all these fake beanie hats with like dreads and then like the the beard connected to the dreads with the little the little kufi hat and just like and then it'll be like white boys and with this stuff on you know what I'm saying so it's kind of like in a way I see that you trying to show that it's these specific type of people here or whatever but at the same time and like with the churches and stuff i felt like um in a way i I, I use the word mockery kind of lightly but um because i'm trying to find a different language but that's how i see it but basically in the churches and stuff i see that they capitalize off of people and to me that's kind of making a mockery out of the religion you're taking the spiritual aspect out of a lot of stuff so you get a jet or that you could do all this different weird shit, you know what I mean? And then, like, with the New Age movement, um, there's actually a lot of benefits from, like, I, I, what I feel 
um, from certain stuffs like collecting crystals. I always feel like a, a different vibe in my room, like something is more refreshed and like sage and stuff. And I feel like people kind of make fun of it and stuff like that. Just different stuff. Um, or they just not necessarily making fun of it. They're monetizing. Like I'm anybody who knows me that I, I practice Ifa. Um, it's an African traditional religion, and you I see a lot of people like selling um, beads and warriors and um, mm. potions and shells and you know all these things are kind of trendy that they hear about, but they're not putting the religious ritual within in these thing in the context of this conversation. Right. They're just trying to make money out people trying to find other religions so because just like there's an uptick in being black and proud when you have an uptick of being black and proud you get an uptick in things people being more interested in african things like religion and clothing and da 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 and so now that people are moving towards other religion and exploring African religion, there are people who are trying to capitalize of it. They're selling conditioning soaps for Oshun and <laughs> to attract you a man. And um, it's just so many different things that they're doing. Now you see so many practitioners, quote unquote, um, selling this and selling that, selling these seminars online. They're monetizing the right. religion, and that's not really what it's about. Pastors are doing the same uh, exact thing. Too. Yes, everybody. Anybody who feels like there's some kind of money that yeah. can be made in the situation, right. they're capital. They're mocking it. They're making it. They're not taking the seriousness of the spiritual side, right. and they're just trying to take advantage of the it's seeking cultural people. appropriation, basically. Kind of sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but I, because we live in a capitalistic society, I can't be mad at people trying to start their own business and having these different hustles and trying to, you know, go with different movements and you know how people on Instagram will like kind of just take what's new and kind of make a joke out of it, and like comedy, just kind of hop on what's new all the time. Like you can't really be mad at that. See, I can't. See, I can't be ma- mad at the religious stuff. The reason why I can't be mad at it is because, oh yeah, of course. When it's it's, like, it seems like it's mockery. Yeah, in a not way. just mockery. Like you, like you're selling these people these quote unquote um, sacred cowrie shells so they can divine. That's not how it works, baby. You got to go <laughs> through a ritual process to be an initiate and to to get. You you got to go through this. There's a process. There's there's tradition. You just buy Yeah, you can't <laughs> buy some shampoo. It's like ooh, I got my head fed. Also, it's what, like come on, you can't do that. What bothers me a lot, what I see a lot is you know how you seeing the dudes with the big chains and uh-huh. all types of chains, and it's like, do you know where that comes from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where does it come from? Um, the most impressed people on earth. <laughs> Africa. But like Africa, you know what I'm saying, where all of that stuff comes. It's blood diamonds, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like I can't help but to be, just see, just be taken back by that, and just feel like it, capitalism is like a parasite a lot yeah, of the times. Of so uh, well, I want I want capitalism going all the way. I feel like everybody should have what they need. It's the reason why a lot of people die from hunger, die from not having clean water. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it needs to be gone. Absolutely. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't make money, though. Right. And then uh, from the trans perspective, though, do you feel like 
we put ourselves in a position to be taken uh, advantage of as far as capitalism, like with the porn and the escorting, despite the circumstance of having to. There's a difference between having to. I think so. But, but I feel like we don't get enough credit for doing all of that. You're 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 in the mon- you're making a monopoly out of all this porn. Yet we're getting killed in the streets, and people don't respect us, and et cetera, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. what they'll do is they'll find the they'll find the young escort that's passable or looks like they'll make a lot of money, and they'll sell them this this whole porn star dream and. They'll they'll buy into it, and what they don't know is like, child, you're you're making this thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars for this one scene, for this company, and what this company do is doing is charging twenty thousand of its members or more, thirty nine ninety nine a month to see your video, mm-hmm. and you're only getting paid in once. You're only getting paid once, but right. they're profit. But that's how the business works. Right, that's how the business works. But that's works. why I also respect like T.S. Madison because yeah. she learned how to work the business to where I own my own fucking shit. I produce my own fucking shit, and I'm turning it into something now. Currently in this day and age, positive. She went from, you know, she made her first meal in her business in her porn business doing her own thing by creating her own site and creating her own content. That's why I respect her so much because her business savvy was fucking amazing because. Only the white bitches was doing that mm-hmm. at, at one point. And then T.S.E. Yeah. put her on, rest in peace, um, put her on and taught her how to make this money, how to own your own shit. That's why she got these connects that she got now, which I'm so proud right. of her. Yeah. And that's, the, that's that. the aspect I'm saying I can't be mad at. If you're the actual person doing it, rather somebody taking advantage of you. Right. You know what I mean? Cool. We live in a capitalistic society. Just live, survive. And you want to eat and you want to survive. Right. So just do what you got to do. But at the same time, <laughs> we can't feed into these people that do take advantage of us. Mm. But it, it kind of it's kind of like what side what side <laughs> do you think? It's like, everything, ooh. everything, because we live in the information age. It's like everything is so confusing. People are so lost because a lot of truths are being told and a lot of truths are being unfolded. And a lot of lies are coming to light. So it's kind of like I feel like at us as millennials and us as people are kind of like in a shock to where our social skills are kind of low right now. I met an old schoolmate at school. I mean, at the mall the other day, and her social skills were just weird. And it was just like, I hope we all find some healing. I do think technology <laughs> is making everyone lazy. <laughs> Have you? What's that movie called with the little Wally? Where all yeah. the fat people go around mm. and all that technology. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is making everyone lazy. Like, now you don't even have to go grocery shopping. You can just have groceries delivered to you. <laughs> That's true. It's cool, but it's cool. I'm not I'm not mad about it, but I, I feel mean, like we true. all need to find a balance. But everything is <laughs> so, so implemented where you don't have to do shit. You don't have to go look for nobody. You can do that online. You don't have to go buy groceries. You can do that online. You don't have to go to a store and buy anything fast food. You can do that online. I'll be you here do, for that if everybody could eat. 
everything you can do at your house. I think it just takes that person in the new man, new man, and the new millennial. It's still wrong. <laughs> no, no, it's still wrong. The new millennium, millennium. <laughs> that. That. So, I think it's just gonna take the the newer generation or the people that are here right now to just implement in their lifestyles and be conscious of, hey, okay, bitch, I actually got to get out there. I kind of got to be social. I got to I gotta do these things in order to not be locked in this anti kind of social and kind of be stuck in that introverted yes. box. Yes, I, I'm so here for everybody doing their own thing, like black-owned businesses and stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, but... I'm here for it, but I just don't know how um, how you can play the system without being a part of the system. Yeah. Right. It's like finding that balance is kind of hard. Like, right, right. like, I gotta go work for this company that I work for now to survive. Like, of course, mm-hmm. I'm doing things like this that are I'm trying to get to grow and trying to... Um, you know, make these connections with people doing the good kind of work, but I still got to go work for this corporation every single day or I'm not going to have my rent. I'm not going to have my this. I'm not going to have my comfort of stability. You know, so it's kind of, for me, it's difficult to find that balance in regards to, you know, how to not be, not to play into this capitalistic system. Yeah, it brings me to my topic. <laughs> you know, um, you're going to be a part of the system or you're not going to be a part of the system. Right. It's just, um, so, okay. <laughs> Z had an interview at my job. And I was like, okay, he's going to get the job. I know he's going to get the job. His social skills are good. Everything's going to work in your way. I know it's going to be straight. He's smart. He can implement when he's necessary. I just know if anybody comes at him, he's going to be good. So I'm like, okay. We, we ride to work together, and I'm anxious to see how the interview's going to go. So I sit. There's, like, these balconies kind of where they have the interview. So I get to – he's on the second floor. I go to the third floor and get on the balcony while he's on the balcony. And I'm like, okay. I see who's interviewing him. I'm like, okay, he should be good. Then – that interviewer leaves and another interviewer comes and this interviewer who takes his place is someone who does not like me and I know is not a fan of the LBG team. The reason why I know this is because when I first started at the job, because I ended up having to go back just because of certain reasons anyways, when I first started it, I I was walking by and I was, I was kind of feeling good because nobody really just played with me. It seemed like a professional environment, but... He was the first one. I walked by him, and I, and you know, as a trans person, you you're really attentive to your surroundings, like anything, or just not even just a trans person, somebody the LBGT. And I, I seen him clock me to somebody in Kiki, and I was like, okay, here we go. So I'm now I know to look out for you. This is a manager. This is a manager. Yep. And um, why you didn't talk to HR about it? Um, well, no, but no, I no, didn't. I didn't realize he was right. a manager until now. Mm-hmm. But then I didn't know who he was. Yeah, so and I'm HR ain't some, really shit. Some yeah. guy here, right? They don't protect trans people. And they like don't. That. It would have been Not some whole extra thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next time he seen me, I wore like a tight dress, 
and I was heavier then. I was probably like 170, pushing 180. Ooh. So my dresses Watch wasn't out really. for the big girl. You, you know it was a little girl. one, two, three. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my dresses weren't fit me the way they used to. Mm-hmm. And I put this one dress on. And it was it was really, really tight. But I thought it was going to fit the way. That anyways, he had made this really, like, ugly face to me when I walked by and kind of like started talking to some of the women about it and they all were talking about it. I was like, okay, oh Lord, here we go. And so he, I see it's him. He goes to interview Z and I'm like, okay, he doesn't know that I know him. This should go smooth. Mm-hmm. No. So at the end of Z's interview, I tell him to come here. Wait, I tell wait, before we get to the end, tell us how the interview went, Z. Okay. His energy wasn't bad. The energy was really good when I went in there. Everybody was just real cool, you know? And then we interviewing, talking. He's laughing at what I'm saying, you know, like in my charisma. Mm-hmm. Pops collar. And, <laughs> you know, it's cool. And then I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you look for in a workplace? And I'm like, well, I look for places that have a progressive mind state. Like, it's diverse. They're um, LGBT friendly. There's no discrimination as far as those people and blah, 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 blah. And then um, he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. And basically he was trying to make it seem like he was progressive. And he was like, yeah, we have a lot of – um." Um, <laughs> he was like saying, um, we have a lot of, um, like different groups, uh, with that stuff. So yeah, we're, we're definitely one of that type of companies. And That's then, what he um, said. yeah. And then, um, as time went on, um, basically, I don't know what we talked about, but he was like, uh, um, something about Mia. He was like, who referred you or something like that. And I was like, oh uh, yeah, Mia. And then he was like, um. Oh, he basically his whole vibe changed. Like his whole, he was like, "Oh, okay," and then like his whole vibe kind of changed. I feel like he cl- he he felt like I was maybe a gay guy, but then at the same time, I don't know if he knew my tea or what. But um, after that, his vibe just changed. So and then like I went up to talk to me after the interview, and then he called me and was like, "Hey, um, you're supposed to be down here." And then, like, he kind of just, he kind of tried to get me away from me uh, and tried to send me out. And it was just real disgusting. And so I was like, I know that we we didn't implement, me and Z didn't implement these parts that he's talking about until afterwards. And, you know, because we kind of was uncertain the way everything went. And I was just like, I don't think he would keep his professionality. But after that, my something about the energy just told me I wasn't going to get it. Like something just told me, OK, I don't feel like I got this job. Yeah, that's what he told me. He was like, I don't think I got the job. Line. Like th- there is Banji ass people up here, like Banji and <laughs> people like there's no way you can get the job. Like, I know that it can't be hard, that hard to get in. I got in. And like, I'm, I'm super professional. And he was basically saying, like, like before even any of this came into consideration, he was like, yeah, like, I got neck tattoos, too. And, you know, I made yeah. it all the way up here. And, you know, I've been here for 10 years. And, you know, I really like how you can grow in this company. Blah, blah, blah. Right, we like homeboys. And I'm just like, what if black? I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Black cis guys. And I'm just like. So, so we think. And I'm just she, like. What if I would have just been hyper masculine and just pretended to be this like macho man and just kept it real straight to the point and just real over? And I told word? him that I ref- I referred you. Yeah. Just kind of just yeah. hid that information so you could have got through and got your coin. 
because what ended up happening is I was like, why haven't they called you back? And I'm like, because I'm like, I know he got the job. There's no way why they would not hire you. Like, I don't get it. Because and the so thing I, is. I was I'm so sorry. for sure. I was so for sure. And so Z was like, oh, I'm probably not going to get it. And it was like Tuesday. And I was like, why? Like, they haven't hit you up. And he was like, no, they were supposed to hit me up today. And so I was like, I felt okay, confident. let me go talk to HR. So that's what I did. I went to talk to HR. And he was like, oh, no, he didn't get it. I was like, why? Oh, we can't tell you why. He just didn't get it. And I felt confident because, mind you, like, before I even got the interview, all types of different people was messaging me, trying to prep me for the interview. Then uh, another when I got there, an interviewer came, and he kind of tried to get me prepared for the another interviewer. He was like, okay, make sure you answer all the questions thoroughly. And I did all of that. I kept it professional. I did all of that. With the fact that I knew Mia, and I said I was here for LGBT stuff, and I was interacting with her, he felt uncomfortable. When you say you were here for LGBT stuff, what does that mean? Basically, I was just saying that I look for, in the workplaces, I look for places that are not discrimin- discriminatory, if that's uh-huh. a word. Yeah, it is. Um, so, and then I, I, I said that I look for places that are very accepting of LGBT people. You know, just trying to have this progressive mind state to where it seems like um, okay, this person, this, could, this person could, this person, because the place, the place is kind of like about technology and right. stuff. So I'm like, okay, maybe if I seem like I'm progressive and like, you know how the people at Apple, they all look cool as fuck. And they all just like, you know what I mean? It's all yeah. types of different people. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe this is that vibe, but no. <laughs> no, they, le- they left the wrong girl into the higher management. That's what the fuck they did. <laughs> and so she's cutting her, her, cutting the girls out left and right, it looks like. But it, my topic was knowing the, the time when to advocate and when not to advocate. And because... I feel like if we had probably waited, because I talked to you about it, and I feel like now I feel like if we probably would have kept been more reserved about everything, maybe he would have gotten a job. And and it, it sucks to have to have that type of mind frame, like, oh, I got to kind of cancel a little bit of me so I can try to get this image, but, I mean – Money is how you pay your bills, and money is how you keep yourself up, and how we navigate the world. So it's kind of like, mm, do I want to conform, or do I want to be like, nah, bitch, I'm gonna wear everybody out, but be broke. Mm. It depends on what you believe, how hard you believe in what you believe in, how hard you're willing to go, to what you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I think I think that. Let me. Uh, I. Mm, it's. It's like I don't have the answers, so I don't. I don't want to yeah. say like I have the answers, but I'm just. Uh, this is how my life has worked out. Okay. I think we have to be strategic about when we fight and when we go stealth. Mm-hmm. I think that one of the reasons why. the black movement worked on some level not totally worked like you know there was mm-hmm. things that went wrong you mean in like the black panther era not just that era just the movement to get out of slavery to where okay. we are now gotcha. however long that took 
I a think long a, time. a long time. Still going. Still a long time. <laughs> um, I think some of the reasons why some movements worked and some didn't is because they weren't. Some of them were strategic and some of them were. Some of them knew when to come out and be violent. Some of them knew when to be peaceful. Some mm. of them knew when to You got the Harry Tubman's and you got the, <laughs> what's you know, the dude name? You got the Ida B. Wells who, you know, she used a specific talent. Not necessarily, you know, some kind of violent or sneaking people out. She used her writing skills. She used mm. her journalism to be able to fight against what they were fighting against. Everybody did what they needed to do um, to survive. And I think for me, okay, me and Brandon was talking about this. Um, I got this job that I work now, and I didn't tell my T. I was really strategic about not talking about my transness, Mm -hmm. not sharing my transness, and just working. Okay? Mm -hmm. Just working, getting the job just so I can pay my bills, so I can get out of escort. I didn't want to be escort anymore. Mm -hmm. So I got a job. And I worked my way up to a management position. First, I was a low-level manager. Didn't talk about my tea. Didn't discuss it. Worked my ass off. Got to the next level. I became a co-manager. Boom, boom. Didn't tell my tea. Didn't talk about my tea. I'm here to work, and I'm here to do better than everybody else. I got the store that I was a co-manager at. I got the whole store. I'm the store manager. Right now, at the time that I became a store manager, there was no LGBT people working there. That's what I was about to say. There was no trans people (laughs) working there other than me. There was no gay people. There was no trans people. No nothing. Right now on my roster, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, either LGBT, all LGBT people, three, four trans people. And three gay people on my roster right now. And I feel like that's fucking great. Yes. <laughs> like imagine Come on if, for the movement. if a lot of people that's got in position. Do. I see where you cut like imagine. So a lot if of people I wouldn't have if I would have came in the door when I first came in the door, yeah, and said, I'm a trans woman and and I need to make sure I got the right bathroom to go to and y'all are not gonna discriminate against me and I'm in Texas. Right now, maybe if I was in New York, that can play. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, but I'm in Texas, where we don't have protections at all. Trans folks don't have protections at all. If a, a if a, if a job wants to fire you, whether you gay, trans, or whatever, they have the legal protection to say I can fire you, right. and don't have to give you a reason. So you can't sue me for discrimination because mm-hmm. I don't have to give you a reason. Right. I can just let you go. And I feel like that's like a, a that's a beautiful way to be stealth because like you could trample your way into a position of power to put other people oh. like you on so y'all all can thrive. Right. Right. And so for me, that was my strategy. If I become the boss in this motherfucker, can't nobody say nothing. Right. And so my strategy was get here. Now the problem that I see, and this is not making me holier than thou. But I'm a community-ass bitch. That is just naturally me, mm-hmm. who I am and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I see is girls will get to a certain level, and they won't bring nobody with them. Right. Like, they'll just get to the level and pooch. 
oh, girl, y'all can make it. You're just not trying. I got up here by doing good credit. Whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bullshit like that. Bullshit like that. Oh, I had good credit. Or I had this and I did that and I got this education. I did this. And, but they're not bringing anybody along. Right. They're not trying to make any kind of change. They're trying to. They're so stealth that they just try to stick to their position. Oh, I don't bring want to bring no trans folks in. Cause I don't want to get clocked. I don't want them to clock my team and mess up on. what I got going on. Mm, that's safe. That's safe and da 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 da. But I'm not worried about that. I'm good at what the fuck I do. I'm good at what I do. Like this is the job is so fucking easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All I got to do is teach and coach you to say the right things, <laughs> and you will succeed. And that's what I do. And so. I feel like creating a safe space where people can come and work and do the job. And if the results are the same, it'd be different if I let all these people in and our numbers go down, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that would be different. But our numbers have went, haven't went down. We have grown our business every single year since I've been here. Mm-hmm. And I got the paperwork to prove it. Yes, ma'am. Here you go. She got the receipts. Right. So <laughs> I think there is a time and place for activism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why I create a podcast. That's why I create my YouTube for 10 years. That's why I create these things mm-hmm. so I can have a voice in the space that I'm allowed to have a voice and try to change the world in that way. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my money and my survivability and my my stability, I don't I, I'm not going to the job being an advocate. I am. Mm-hmm. In my actions, but I'm not going in there making a protest about it. Right. I'm not going in there with a verbal stance. I'm going in there with an action stance. So, yes, my actions are going to get me in this job and get me in this position to hire people. And I'm going to hire and I'll be intentional and hire trans folks. Because why would gay a, folks. why would an oppressor want to put the oppressed in a position of power? Right. So. Somebody could have easily said, <laughs> I don't know if a trans person would be great in this position. Yeah. But my actions have showed that I'm great in this position, whether you know I'm trans or not. You and then don't the, know. the sickening part about it, they'd be like, what? She's trans mm-hmm. and she's that girl. Or, <laughs> the thing is, or the sickening thing is, you don't even question it. My right. boss, I don't know what my boss knows. I don't even fucking talk about my transness at work at all. Yeah, yeah. My boss don't come to the store unless it's a, just a district visit because I work retail. Mm-hmm. But because my numbers are so well, she doesn't come there often. And she says it all the time. Every time I come to the store, it's beautiful. And your numbers are great. I don't need to come here. I need to go to the store that I suck in. So we come. So when she comes, it's like, hey. It's just random because she might be getting her hair done over there. Or she might be dropping her kids <laughs> off at some kind of soccer practice or something. Mm-hmm. It's just random. It's not to really check up on me because it just looks good. Mm-hmm. And so I never really... I, I just feel like in your particular situation, I just think you should be trying to get a job. Don't use yeah. that as a platform of your activism. That's just me. Now, if, like you said, some people are just <laughs> a little bit more convicted and they want to always be black power, um, trans power. They want to be that all the time. And I'm with that person. Like, go right. for it. Everybody go, has if that's their role. Your, if that's your thing, cool. But the thing but is, that it was me. shady because I didn't say I'm trans. I'm a trans man. <laughs> but you can say right. it in multiple ways. You can say, by I just yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. me talking about LGBT. And you're not. 
Right. Not just not just that I, in and I'm interview? not in my interview. Like I I'm talking about my work ethic. I'm talking in my interview, I'm talking about my work worth ethic, about the company, why I want to work for this company, why the, I, I've I've did research on this company and showing you how much y'all have grown from here, 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 here. Mm-hmm. Whatever about the I'm sharing you my information and knowledge that I'm studied that I've studied about this company and how I fit, what I bring to the table. I'm not nowhere near thinking about LGBT stuff because I'm trying to sell you my work ethic. Right. And so I wouldn't even bring it up. Like it wouldn't be something that I would bring up. Now, if somebody did, like for example, remember when I first got you the job the first time, Mia? And you told your T to, at the time I was just a cult and she was the boss. And you told your T to her. And in my mind, I'm sitting there listening to your interview and in my mind, my mind blew. I was like, oh my God, why did she tell her team? <laughs> you know, and it blew because I was fully ready to protect her. Like in regards to her name, in regards to like, okay, we're gonna see how we're gonna figure this out. You know, <laughs> I'm fully ready to protect your tea if you just let me, because I'm the second in command. I wasn't the boss. We should have had this one-on-one because I was in the space where I had just came back from Walmart where they were spilling my tea. Managers were telling me, bitch, if you wanted to be called Mia, then you should have got your name changed. They spilling my tea to customers <laughs> when customers are coming in talking about I'm about to blow this bitch up until I find <laughs> Mia and I'm going to wait outside till that bitch come outside and I'm going to wear her out. I'm having to get escorted by security and the owner of the store. So mm-hmm. at this point, I was like, bitch, I'm coming to the gate. You girl, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna let me in or not? <laughs> and I got it. And like I said, that's why I didn't I wasn't mad at you. Uh-huh. I just was like, shit. <laughs> like what uh, I can't be I can't be the activist bitch on YouTube talking about trans power and then come like, why did you tell your tea? <laughs> and when you're showing trans pride in this beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. It kind of made me feel some kind of way, like, bitch, should I be like that? Like, it even had me questioning myself, but then I was like, nah, girl, that ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm trying to get this money. I make At that time, I was making, like, uh, 45K a year, which for me, that was a lot. I ain't never made that much money <laughs> until now. But back then, I was like, ooh, this is the first time I had a job making this much money. And in Texas, that's, you know, like if it was somewhere else, that wouldn't be a lot of money. But in Texas, it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, oh, my God, I can't lose this coin. God, I don't want to tell my tea. I don't even want it to bring because I've been like, just like you said, you had your bad history in Walmart. I've had my history in a job where I got fired as soon as my tea came out. And I'm like, oh, I can't risk that. I'm not talking about my tea at all. So you can tell your tea girl, <laughs> I'ma sit, I'm sit mine right here <laughs> and keep it here. So when you did it, I couldn't be mad at you. I just was like, okay, well, cool. Now I got to protect her in another way, like to make sure nobody is saying anything, make sure nobody is um, making you uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we had issues with Yoruba, but even that, you know. <laughs> You know what no, I thought about though? Down. Yeah, it wasn't. I was thinking, what if he thought the interviewer? What if he thought I was trying to throw shade because Mia had already told me that he was making fun of her? So what if he thought I was trying to say, yeah, I'm looking for a job that um, celebrates LGBT people? And I know that you are one of those yeah. girls that hate on <laughs> right to know. It could I'm be pro. so many layers. <laughs> but that, he didn't even. But I doubt that because you that. hadn't went to HR about nothing at that I point. Right. Just, so you ain't said I nothing. I just can tell there's something about him that he just don't like me. And 
But when I when I found out that Z didn't get the job, I made it obvious that I didn't like him. As soon as I got to work, he was on the he was on I the I tired after do that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but I, you this goes back to what I was telling you. <laughs> You're trying to keep your job and right. your best because you might take his place. But, but you listen, see what I'm saying? This is, yes. This was a peaceful. Still process. his coin. I was just being ugly. In a staring way. <laughs> yeah. I was just mugging. You can't get in trouble for mugging. I would say shit on him. I oh, was all, but I was hot because it was just like, it was, it was so petty to me. It was because there's a lot of LBGT people up there. Uh-huh. It was just so petty, and it just seemed like it was directed to me, and I just, oh, Lord, it burned my pussy. <laughs> yeah, he, didn't <laughs> you, right? he didn't interview no, you. He didn't. Right. So the person who interviewed you let you in. You see what I'm saying? He probably wouldn't have let you in if he would have interviewed you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't saying? think he would have clocked my tea. Mm. Well, now I'm not saying that I'm I'm that girl, and I'm not saying I'm not, but um, they didn't know. I don't mm-hmm. think they would have gave my information to him because gotcha. I was with uh, with our HR. I'm very close to her. Like I have her number. I speak to her. So mm. I I let her know in regards. Hey, you know, this is my name. I don't want other people to know. I don't want to have that type of issue going on up here. And uh-huh. she was like, Yeah, no, of course. We're not gonna do anything. We're gonna keep this back here. Blah blah blah. And you, they have made some changes since I've been there. There, I got oh, nice. Mila on there, and. When I first started there, they had my name on the board while we're doing the uh, orientation and uh-huh. everybody's doing absence and uh, what is it called? They're doing the attendance. And I'm like, girl. And then everybody sees my name while we're doing the Skype. I'm like, why have y'all changed this? It's, it's not like, your name. Right. So moving forward, <laughs> when Mila got the job, they they implemented her name right off the bat. She didn't have to go through that. Nice. And That's so good. I was like, That's dope. Change and that little bit of change yeah. is beautiful. That's why you need progressive people in there. So you got to sneak up in there, motherfucker. And then. Exactly. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's what, at the state that we are now. Yeah, it's so fragile. I think eventually, you know, we should be able to be, I'm trans and I'm proud, but I just don't think in my lifetime that we're going to, my lifetime that we're going to be there. And so I think sometimes you got to creep on in. It's like when that, when that black, um, when the white passing black person would get in the door and then bring yeah, the black people I was just thinking in. about that. You know. You know, so you got the white passing that went into whiteness into the white abyss. You can't just say, <laughs> but then you I'm got the white abyss. <laughs> you can't and then you got some that brought the kids through. You can't just say, I'm white passing and I'm black, but I'm taking all these motherfuckers with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to sneak. You got to sneak. <laughs> you got to you know, send, send money back home. Yeah. Ain't that what the immigrants do? Hell yeah. They say, we're going to take this capitalist money. Hell send yeah. it back to our family and pay for them their green cards and pay for this person to come on through and pay for this person to come Hell on through. Hell yeah, everybody taking over. That, you know, you got to <laughs> sneak on in. You got to, that's what they're doing. That's why the white people mad at the immigrants because they sneaking on in. Sneaking you got to right sneak in. in. So I, I don't want to say that being proud and out is bad because right, it's never it's bad. Not. Go for you. If you have the strength and you cool with that like you cool with the consequences yeah go for it because you know every place isn't going to discriminate against you and you don't have to sneak into every place some people are like some places are are more progressive nowadays but like why why do you want to take that chance do you want to take that chance of them not being that type of girl right i don't uh mm. i don't know i just I, i just for me i don't feel safe 
I don't feel safe in the work environment mm-hmm. to be trans and proud. There's some kind of guilt there too, mm. because I'm an activist. Mm. It almost makes me feel sometimes like I'm not walking my walk. But you're still doing the work. The work. Yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it and okay still for me. Making, p- bringing people on. Yeah, the team. you're yeah. doing it. I'm but do- that's yeah. what makes it okay for me. Yeah. Right. I'm doing the work and giving people something. But not me, baby. Renee had bought me this beer at the conference at the BTAC conference. It mm-hmm. says. Black Trans Woman Inc. Every Voice Matters. That bear is on my desk. Yeah. And I know that my desk <laughs> this is This motherfucking. I sure did. I brought it to orientation. No. These girls wanted to try me. <laughs> Listen, I got this big ass trans flag, right? And she's like, should I take this and put this on my desk? I sure I was. was. Like, girl, and it was going to be stop. my background behind my computer. Oh, and every time <laughs> you came to my desk, you was going to see the trans flag. Right. Me and Mia went to, but this that's very Mia. That's her. We, we went to the movies. I didn't even pay attention. Until this bitch was in front of me buying popcorn, her whole jacket says, trans women are lit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blue jean jacket with big old white letters, trans women are lit. She be wanting people to gag because she is And beautiful. I got my whole life. <laughs> I went with Brandon to, the, um, to Walmart. People were gagging left. Yes, I live for that. That's kind of sickening <laughs> to me. I could never wear that jacket. That's not. It's just me to me. It, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. That I don't, makes me that, feel like a target sometimes. I, a, I wanted to. I don't know. I want to make people uncomfortable, and I could tell people were uncomfortable when they didn't know how to act to us. Cause like, bitch, I'm trying. I'm I'm the stereotype to want to hide who I am, but bitch, I'm loud and proud right here. What you gonna do? Uh-huh. I'm doing what yeah, you're saying that you want me to do. Right. So yeah, it's it's something that I live for and admire, but I don't know if I'm that girl. Right. <laughs> I wanted to I put. Li- I like my comfort. I like my comfort to tip through the street, and. Oh, I'm not going everywhere <laughs> with her on. No, I, know. I ain't gonna be. Oh, now. No. no. I'm finna go to uh, Sunnyside with her on, <laughs> bitch. She'll be riding the trunk. <laughs> I tried to. I wanted to put a bumper sticker that said "Trans voices matters," but I was like, I don't want my fucking tires to be no gas. Yeah, <laughs> it's so many things that you can't control that will come. And so for me, I'm a like. Uh, I just want to go get my food. I want to go get my groceries. I'm going to go watch my movie. And I'll be trans and trans and proud of my own space and time when I want to do that. But everyday life, I'm like, I'm just a trans woman. I'm like, I'm in and out. Like, I have these moments where, like, I'm like, bitch, I just, I'm going to do it today. This time. But then I have my spaces where I'm like, I don't feel that battle today. I really just want to push through and be invisible. Yeah. yeah. I think that's always me. I think I'm always the girl that I just want to be invisible. Sometimes I don't want to go around family or friends because they know I'm trans. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. I just be wanting to like be seen as like a guy. Right. Not this other. with friends and family. Especially when it is, but bad. sometimes I get that dysphoria where I just don't feel like being Chilling around people that, that know my teeth. That know, yeah. Or yeah. correcting their... Their horrible behavior towards your pronouns and they microaggressions. <laughs> Even if they got yeah. the the pronouns down pat, it's still like, yeah, I don't like, feel like, I don't feel like it. And then I sometimes <laughs> feel like some internalized <laughs> transphobia too. Yeah, because I don't feel that kind of angst or guilt or anything when I wear like black proud shit. Yeah, like I don't yeah. feel like any type of reservation to not to but, not do that. But I feel like it's smart because y'all are getting murdered 
at crazy rates. So I feel like in a way that could make you feel like a target. Yeah, it kind of does. Uh, like I like if I was on the bus, like if I was on my way home and I was riding a bus, I would not be wearing a trans women are lit. Like if I had to walk somewhere at nighttime, I would. You know, I want to blend in, bitch. I might wear a scarf if I'm feeling like I'm getting clocked or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this motherfucker be putting whole be, scarves over her. I sure would. <laughs> I'd be gotcha. unbothered. <laughs> you not you don't know. You can't see my face. So yeah. now you just gotta make your own judgment. She's so extra. I'm Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's basically what she be trying to give. I'm like, girl, you're beautiful. I don't be making fun of folks. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I know. But it could be seen as that. It's like, bitch, what? I don't know. I I don't know. I just I don't know what it is. It's something I gotta explore. It's some definitely something I gotta explore in but, regards to yeah, also I also feel like a lot of trans men could be stealth and use their privilege, um, you know, being ready to help the girls male and yeah. in a patriarchal society. I feel like we could that could benefit us a lot being stuff, but instead a lot go stealth and just leave everybody alone. Yeah, so. I don't think that that's. I, I think that's what kind of reconciles it with me. It, it makes me because I am doing the work. And you know, y'all know what I do. Y'all know you're open. I do what I do. Very open. Um, so it makes me feel less guilty. I just yeah. kind of, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you're doing the work, so you don't need to feel bad. It's not like you just yeah. going and disappearing and being fake, coming and doing podcasts, talking <laughs> about trans proud, and then being isolated everywhere else. So it makes me feel good. Yes, I want to thank you guys for being patrons. Um, If you have given any kind of donations to um, Marsha's Plate or shared our links or... Wrote any comments. Wrote comments because we following the um, hashtag Marsha's Plate. (laughs) Um, I finally posted some damn pictures on our Instagram. (laughs) Mm, I saw that. And, you know, if you're following that, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. I feel you. like we need to take some more pictures. We, we do. do. <laughs> we really up with I don't even look like that no more. Year, right? <laughs> Has it been a year? We started last year. No, we started in October. How you go skip speed? Hold up? on. We and Z have first started talking. No, we are October. No, it are we started October? We first started this podcast. Disregard You're her forgetting that we had a whole different set of people. We had big black fat girls. You wasn't even involved. Wait, what? Right. It was me, Vanessa, and um, and Phoebe. It was gonna be me, Vanessa, and Phoebe. Big fat black oh, trans yeah. women. That's that what was, was the name of the podcast. No, it, that's who it was. I wanted to be big girls. I wanted to be a dark girl. I wanted to be a brown girl. I was girl. big. I was I 170 at the time. Child, I'm 250, baby. Okay, but why was my weight? weight always fluctuated. It's weird. And it ain't nowhere <laughs> near a plus size. That bitch been a what? A 10? I'm I'm, 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 a, I'm a 11. Whoop-dee-doo, bitch. Come <laughs> I'm a whole I had 18. To work for my 11. I had lost I'm a weight. whole 18 over here. And the girls who were over here was bigger than that. We was big black black women. And so they you know, we had issues in regards to that, but this was my creation and I couldn't let them stop me. So I was like, "All right, y'all don't want to do it." 
Let me get some more folks, and I brought y'all red ass on. Wait, we want a backup list? We couldn't be the beginning. Oh, girl, be quiet. No, (laughs) you guys, I I wanted, because I am a community bitch, I wanted to make sure I had a diverse group, and I picked a dark girl and a brown girl because I was the light girl. You know? Okay. You know, and since that didn't work out, I also wanted people who were in Houston. Okay. So... I knew you would be down. So I was like, okay, well, let me find somebody else who will be down. Mm. And then you were talking to Z. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about a trans man. Because I didn't know any. Mm. So I was like, I knew some, but I'm talking about in Houston. Yeah. I didn't know any trans men in Houston that was like, oh, okay, who is in Houston that I can that can be involved in this project? And so him being connected, I was like, oh, that's perfect. A trans man. We all like. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> you know we don't have no diversity in that right. but you know we you we we doing what we doing mm-hmm. so we want to thank you guys for supporting anything that hey. you guys um have given us we have appreciated it's going to buy equipment thank you, thank you. <laughs> and um and what else what else what do y'all want to say question of the day oh. What, what is the question of the day? I don't know. You were so pressed about having a question of the I, day, bitch. I was pressed about it, but I didn't say I had it. Child. What is one thing you guys wish you could take back? We already did that. Really? Did we? Yeah, it was like some episodes ago. Take back? What do you mean you take back? In, future, in life. Mean. Like, is there anything, any regrets? Oh, any regrets? Have we done that? I don't remember. Uh, Me either. You do? It was kind of like in that area, like. Okay, well, you ask it. Whenever mind, we can go with it. I just forgot. Okay. Who's going first? I can go first. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, now, I was about to say I ain't never stole nothing. But I done stole some shit from stores. (laughs) So, I'm talking about people. Like, stealing from people's purses, stealing money from people, stealing stuff from people. I've never been that girl. So, there was this one incident. (laughs) My mother, so I lived in a group home, one and only incident. I lived in a group home, and this is a time when my mother was really deep in her um, addiction, but also a time when my mother still had her hooks, her motherly love hooks in me, mm-hmm. where if she wanted me to do something to make her happy, I would still do it. Mm. So I had went, I was on this little break. I wasn't on the break. I had, I had went, she lived in uh, like three blocks away from my group home. And before I went home to the group home, I went and visited my mom cause she lived in really close. So I went in there to see her and I told her that I had went to the apartment, the, not the apartment. I went to the group home and nobody was there. So what had happened was they had took all the boys to the movies but they accidentally left the door unlocked. So I told her that, and she, and I told her, yeah, they left unlocked, and da 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 da. And she told me to go back in there and steal the guy's wallet, the staff member's wallet. So I went into the house, I went into the group home, and I snuck in there. Mind you, it's supposed to be locked, so they don't know I'm there at all. And so I go into the, his, I go into the desk and I get his wallet, bring it out to my mom. My mom, it's like $200 in there. My mom takes a hundred and gives me a hundred. 
<laughs> but she uses my hundred to buy her some a wig and some uh, perm <laughs> and a dress. <laughs> so she really didn't like give me that hundred. But it's going in my pocket. <laughs> she said, "Oh," but she was very much like, um, "Oh, you should buy me a dress and da 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 with my hundred dollars." But she used her own money to get high. <laughs> so, so we had went and got some hair, got some cute little clothes, and I had I was at transition by the end. I'm not fully transitioned. Like I went on my own because I was young, young, um, like 14, 13, 14. Um, and I had stole his money. And like I said, I'm, I'll steal from a store, throw their clothes in the bag, and you know that. But stealing from a person had some kind of moral mm-hmm. weight on it so i really felt but my mother had pushed me to do it and i was like so it kind of subsided that feeling yeah it, i was like oh my mother's happy with me <laughs> and then part of me was like eh, mm-hmm. but you love that staff you. but you love that staff member he's really nice to you <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of like real witchy angel devil uh, yeah i was like what did you just do so i have felt so so guilty for years and what made it worse is that when i came back home that night when they came back from the movies and i was able to come back he was boohoo crying he was like one of y'all <laughs> motherfuckers stole my money i know it wants you diamond he didn't call me <laughs> diamond he said i know it wants you because you weren't here <laughs> And they all got grounded, and I didn't get grounded. (laughs) 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 So they all got in trouble, and I was able to tip through the house. And he was all happy with me. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) I'm like counting his coins (laughs) (laughs) in your bedroom. Well, I got away with that one. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna go to sleep now. (laughs) So. I really, really regret that situation. And um, I was trying to look for him online so I can be able to send him $200. Is it too late for that? It was kind of weird. It'll be weird to him, I'm pretty sure, but I still want to do it because it is something I regret. I'm pretty I, sure he would laugh. And he'll probably be, laugh. He'll be like, what? <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know it was you. You're the only one we didn't cry. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've been in that situation before where I had got everybody whooping. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I tell that story on my YouTube. You guys can find it. <laughs> but, yeah, I had got all the kids a whooping for touching my cake, and my mother didn't think it was me. Wow. I had touched and put my finger in the cake to taste it because it was my birthday cake. See, I was that kid where everybody thought it was so good that I could get away with so much yeah. and they'll never I think it was I got my ass whooped for <laughs> everything. I got my ass whooped for shit people did. Uh, yeah. And so she, my mother woke up and said, who the fuck touched this cake? Oh, I'm beating everybody's ass. I know. <laughs> and she said, I know you didn't do it because this is your cake. Why would you put your finger in your cake? I know. Why would I put my finger in my cake? I didn't do that. <laughs> when I really wow. did. Right, <laughs> and so she literally laid them across the bed and was making all three of them. Oh, and, and I, I was sitting there like, like <laughs> "You did it! Tell them! Tell her you did it!" Talking about somebody else, and oh, I'm sitting there. God. I'm in the other room like, "Okay, kind of good." <laughs> I ain't about to get no woman now. <laughs> Cake is good though. Yeah, it tastes good. <laughs> what about <laughs> you? Oh my so yes, I regret that. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Okay, so my sister's always been like under me ever since I was little because my mom always. I'm just now finding out that you are not the youngest; that you are the oldest. What? Why did I don't know why I thought that she was older? I think it's because she has children. I think I think when I met her, she had her two little kids, Mm -hmm. so I thought she was older than you. But people say this before they know she have kids. Oh, see, I don't know Tessa without no kids. She always got kids. Yeah. <laughs> she always had them yeah. um, when I knew her. So I thought she was the older sister because, you know, she had all the children. So I thought of her as older. Yeah. Huh. But she was just starting it up, making babies. Getting her piece. <laughs> getting her piece in, <laughs> wear it out. Do what? <laughs> hey, but she's, she's younger than me. And my mama always instilled at us if you go to the store, you go with her. Y'all always be together. When y'all leave, you go somewhere, she's right there. Y'all should always be together. Right. And so that she always instilled that in us. And so my sister was always with me. She was underneath me. Well, growing up, I was like, okay, bitch, I'm with my good girlfriends, and you underneath me, bitch. Go somewhere. Will you go somewhere? And I'm feeling my teeth because I'm, I'm older, so I'm in a higher class. And I was a bitch. I'm not going to lie. I was. And one, one day... My sister was, um, she was playing the, uh, the, I forget, some type of instrument, the horn, the horn, the little clarinet, mm -mm, Mm. not that trumpet, the trumpet. She was, Mm -hmm. wow, the horn. She was playing the trumpet and she was like, I want to show you this piece. And I didn't want to be a bitch and be like, no, but I was kind of like, I don't want to hear this shit. And (laughs) she came in my room and she started playing and I was like, And my evil ass slapped the trumpet, and when I slapped the trumpet, it busted her lip. Oh, no. And she just started crying. Shade. <laughs> I, I feel so bad. And I still be thinking about that. I feel so bad about it. <laughs> I, st- I feel so bad. Oh, wow. Well. Okay. Well, I threw a plate at my sister's face one time. Oh, God, me fight. and my brothers were not violent. <laughs> Y'all were. Tessa had busted no. me in the motherfucking eye with a broomstick. She used to beat my ass I had up. wore her my ass out when she came in. But she came back to live with us, and she thought she was that girl. And I was like, bitch, you just not coming. You don't rule the nest, bitch. You got to earn your spot, <laughs> bitch. Come here like you own everything, girl. I'm just not meeting you again. We're we're sisters, but girl. And so I twirled her and bitch, I thought she was, I, I twirled her and I thought it was done. Baby, I was just chilling on the couch and t- out of nowhere, Tessa came with this big ass broom and was, started wearing me the fuck out. <laughs> Come on, Tessa, wear it out. Like, oh, you want to twirl? Oh, yeah. Got, we got you. All right, bitch. <laughs> and she wore me out. Well, oh, no. me, I regret cutting off so many people so easily and so quick because my head is like like once i feel like somebody do something that's just like real actually it'd be real forgivable but for some reason i had this mind state to where i would give up on people easily just give up like everybody's so imperfect fuck people and so i just cut off everybody really quickly who was the main one that you regretted oh one of my best friends like we could laugh and talk all day like we would literally laugh all day that's all we did and then 
we basically stopped being friends because of a misunderstanding. We both was real stubborn to say something. Like what? Give me circumstances. Okay, so basically her cousins. I was staying with her because I was planning on going to California. Uh, me and my mom was my mom went to go back to California because that's where she's from. So um, I stayed with my friend so um, we could all just save money. My mom could save money easier. And I don't know. We just had this plan. I, I for some reason, I it was it was a weird plan. But I had to stay with my friend. Then her cousins came into town, and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna just go back to where I live because I don't want to be in your family's way or nothing like that. You know, just just me being considerate. And um, I come back, and a lot of my shit is missing. And I'm like, okay. And then I go on, I see her tweeting her cousins, and like I click on one of her cousins' profile, and one of her cousins got on my shirt. (laughs) So I was livid and I was upset. And I basically blamed her because like she didn't steal it, but at the same time, I felt like you could have said something. You know, you could have got my shit back, but because it's family, I understand it's a difficult situation and yada 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 but i felt like as a friend it could have been handled better but at the same time it wasn't her fault so i don't feel like it was something i could have cut her off because it was just possessions it was stuff i didn't really pay attention to anyway but i basically just cut her off i mean did she did you tell her that your her cousin stole your shirt um no i basically you thought she knew yeah Basically, I ran it out because I was kind of in the wrong because I basically just tweeted and ran ran it like, you can't fucking trust people. You know, I was young, like 17, 16, and <laughs> I was just mad. And then she was like, why the fuck would you tweet that shit? Blah, blah, blah. And then we just kind of just fell off after that. Mm. So I was just like, I, okay, I did handle that wrong, but my pride was too strong to say, okay, I handled that wrong. And we could have handled the situation, you know better than that but rather i i blamed her for it but not saying something to her so cousins. you can't hit her up and be like you know what let's be friends again let's i can we follow each other on twitter and stuff and everything but it's just hard because oh i'm thinking this is somebody you ain't seen no it's a you can't get in contact with you could have been wrong in this right no it's a difficult situation because her best friend right this wrong. is huh you said wrong this right. You mean right this wrong? Did I say what did that? I say? Yes. Oh, Not. You said that. I was like, what? Uh, but it's a difficult situation wrong because her her best friend is my sister's um, baby daddy's girlfriend, and they kind of mean That's to my sister. Oh. So they're mean to your sister. They kind of throw shade. Oh. They just. Okay. I don't want to get. I'm not. I'm not messy like that. But it's messy? just. You be messing to me. I'm your girlfriend. Get it? Not on the podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> I okay. tell y'all there, okay. but well, I didn't say that. I'm like, like, like that now. But yeah, that's basically the situation. I kind of I regret like just cutting off a lot of people. Just and I I don't really give people time like the benefit of the doubt to get my pronouns right. You get my pronouns right, cut you off. I've been telling you about this. Get it right. No, so but the, there's like, a good reason. If you tell a bitch five, 15 times, okay, girl, by the 16th, <laughs> bitch, I'm done. Okay, so next week, that's going to be one of our topics. <laughs> we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago. How long should it take for people to get your pronouns right? All right, be prepared for that next week. Stay tuned. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes 
and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh,